bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, the newly unveiled NAFR held its first meeting, underlying healthy solvency adequacy ratio of insurance industry. And Hong Kong is set to allow retail investors to trade crypto starting June 1st. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. Four days after its inauguration, China's National Administration of Financial Regulation, or NAFR, announced a previously held meeting, stressing supervision over the insurance industry, especially over insurance solvency, should be further strengthened to firmly safeguard the bottom line of preventing systemic financial risks. By the end of the first quarter, the average comprehensive solvency adequacy ratio of the reviewed 185 insurance companies was 190.3%, with the average call solvency adequacy ratio reaching 125.7%, said the NAFR. The minimum solvency adequacy ratio for insurance companies is set at 100% in China. The regulator will require the insurer to suspend all businesses once the ratio drops below the 100% level. At the end of 2022, the average comprehensive solvency adequacy ratio of China's insurance companies was 196%. The decline in insurance solvency adequacy ratio has narrowed significantly and remains within a reasonable range, the NAFR said at this meeting. The average comprehensive solvency adequacy ratios of property insurance companies, life insurance companies and reinsurance companies were 227.1%, 180.9% and 277.7% respectively by the end of the first quarter. Meanwhile, the insurance industry is showing better than expected growth in the first quarter, with the insurance premium income up by 9.2% year-on-year to 1.95 trillion yuan in the first quarter. The analyzed comprehensive investment yield of insurance fund was 5.24%, showing a positive trend of recovery. While the minimum capital requirement for insurers is set at 2.47 trillion yuan, the actual capital was 4.7 trillion yuan by the end of the first quarter, according to NAFR data. According to Finch ratings, smaller and weaker live and non-live insurers in China are likely to seek additional capital this year to support their solvency positions after organic growth in capital weakened in 2022 due to the global market volatility. But China's optimized COVID-19 control measures since December, the gradual recovery of its economy and better consumer sentiment will boost insurers' growth momentum this year, Finch Ratings said. Debugging and testing began on Monday on the Jakarta Bandung High Speed Railway or HSR, a landmark project under the China proposed Belt and Road Initiative. It marks an important milestone before the full launch of the project. It is the first HSR project launched overseas that fully uses Chinese technology, standards and equipment. The HSR, with a total length of 142.3 kilometers and a maximum operating speed of 350 kilometers per hour, will cut the travel time between Jakarta and Bandung from the current 3 hours to just 40 minutes. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. Hong Kong said retail investors can trade crypto under this new rulebook for the sector, stepping up a drive to develop a digital asset hub. The city's Securities and Futures Commission on Tuesday detailed the conclusions of a consultation on retail participation. 
The agency stuck with a plan to let individual investors buy and sell bigger tokens like Bitcoin and Ether starting June the 1st, when a new licensing regime for virtual asset platforms begins. Siemens Healthineers announced on Monday it will invest an additional 1 billion yuan or more to set up a new research and production site in Shenzhen, Guangdong province, marking the second such facility in the southern metropolis. The German healthcare equipment provider signed strategic collaboration between the company Shenzhen Base, called Siemens Shenzhen Magnetic Resonance, and the Nanshan district of Shenzhen to build the site. Kita, a food delivery service launched in Hong Kong by Chinese online services platform Made Tuan, started operation on Monday, marking the first step in the company's offshore expansion. Kita will use a step-by-step expansion strategy in Hong Kong, starting with densely populated Mong Kok and Thai Kok Tui areas, and then gradually moving to region-wide coverage within this year, according to Mei Tuan. Kita will also launch a 1 billion Hong Kong dollars promotion campaign, including vouchers worth 300 Hong Kong dollars for each newly registered user. Next on Australian Company News, a total of 5.03 million self-employed businesses were newly set up in the first quarter of 2023, up 14.3% year-on-year. Data from the State Administration for Market Regulation showed Monday. As of the end of the first quarter, the country's registered self-employed businesses had reached 116 million, accounting for two-thirds of China's total business entities. Chinese oil giant Sinopec signed an agreement with Sri Lanka, which allows the company to operate for the coming 20 years to import, store, distribute and sell petroleum products in Sri Lanka, China's embassy in Sri Lanka said on Monday. Sinopec was awarded the deal for using 150 existing gasoline stations and rights to develop 50 new stations in the future, according to the embassy statement. Chinese net maker BYD said on Monday that it is assessing the feasibility of building a passenger vehicle plant in Europe, adding that it is currently looking for an appropriate location for such a facility. The comment came amid reports that the car maker is in talks with the French authorities to establish a manufacturing facility in the country. Online grocery platform Dingdong Mai Tai plans to stop serving customers in Chengdu and Chongqing, two major cities in China's southwest, in order to reduce cost. More than 100 distribution centers in Chengdu and Chongqing will stop deliveries from 6 p.m. on May 29, Dingdong announced on Monday. The company will refund users' account balances and valid membership cards, it said. Seik GM Wuling Automobile, a joint venture between China's Seik Motors and Wuling Motors and U.S. car giant General Motors, cut the official guide price for all models of its mini electric vehicle series by up to 50%, or 13,000 yuan. Other models saw their prices stream between 6,000 and 10,000 yuan, with the cheapest Hongguang Mini EV available for less than 30,000 yuan between yesterday and June 30. The price cuts are an answer to the government's recent campaign promoting new energy vehicle sales in rural areas, the JV announced yesterday. Meanwhile, ArcFox, a Chinese net brand on the Bayek Group, has introduced a rare all-cash compensation policy for buyers of earlier models after revealing a cheaper update this month, which is priced at 329,800 yuan, while the earlier model was 100,000 yuan more expensive. 
Aaron Real Estate, owned by China's textile giant Aaron Group, recently came in closely behind some big state-owned developers by acquiring two popular plots in Xi'an and Guangzhou to record a total of new land purchases of nearly 9.5 billion yuan and enter China's top 20 list of land buyers this year. For the two plots, Aaron bid higher than property giants long for group holding, country garden and China resources land touching the upper limits. Earnings Reports Express Shares of Kuaishou Technology soared after the Chinese short video platform realized its first adjusted net profit of 42 million yuan since its listing in February 2021 in the first quarter. Its quarterly net loss also narrowed by 86% to 873 million yuan and revenue rose nearly 20% to 25.2 billion yuan from a year earlier. Sales from online marketing services increased by 15% to 13.1 billion yuan. Income from the live streaming business jumped by 19% to 9.3 billion yuan in the first three months. While revenue from its other services division, which mainly includes e-commerce business, saw 51% to 2.8 billion yuan during the period. Kuaishou also announced yesterday that it will launch its first buyback plan since listing to purchase 4 billion Hong Kong dollars worth of shares. Switching gears to financial news, China's non-financial outbound direct investment or ODI rose 26.6% year-on-year to 289.29 billion yuan in the first four months of the year, official data showed Monday. The non-financial ODI in countries along the Belt and Road came in at 4.53 billion US dollars, up 9% year-on-year, according to the Ministry of Commerce. The scale of China's privately offered funds rose 2.05% from the previous month to stand at 20.75 trillion yuan at the end of April, according to the Asset Management Association of China. The number of registered privately offered funds exceeded 153,700 as of the end of April, and 22,270 institutions managed these funds, the data showed. Wrapping up with a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks closed in negative territory on Tuesday. The benchmark Shanghai Composite lost 1.5% and the Shenzhen component fell 1%. And Hong Kong's benchmark Hang Seng Index and the Tech Index both sank 1.3%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.